I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I will be your father figure. Put your tiny hands in mine, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. Antonio Conte Spurs won, and the Manchester Derby is back. It's Friday, 5th of November. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm the the <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to you. Yeah, it's good to see you. It's good to see you, Jim, and you, Vish, or Jish, as I call you as a collective. Yeah. I like that. Or Jidushin. Vames. <laughs> Vim. So many options. So many options. Vim, if we're feeling particularly up, which I think we are yeah, this morning. Yeah, I think we are, yeah. I think we are. I think we are. Gentlemen, I'm back in the pod. I'd like to announce, everybody, that the reason I was away is now I am a daddy. That's the reason, hey, Oh, How about that, eh? Daddy's home. Oh, Vish, who's the daddy? Well, it's quite literally you, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah, for and, once. And I know, I, know you, I know you wanted to save this, but I would like to announce that I'm very grateful to be the godfather as well. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. They're don't, rehashing that film, are they? Is this some sort of extra? Don't take this away from me. I, w- I can't I take it away. Guys, I watched, you know, educational videos. It cannot it's be. It's a lot ta- more violent than I thought, but I think it, I'm up to it. <laughs> It can't be taken away from you because it was never given to you. No. Well. And actually, on that, if you feel that you would be an appropriate godfather <laughs> for Marcus's child, Sold off. show at footballrabble.com. It's <laughs> <laughs> with your pitch. It's already been decided. You'll be pleased to know. But the one piece of information I will give you, ladies and gentlemen, is that my son was born on the same day as Pele. Can you think of anything more marvellous than that, Jim? <laughs> How apt. Expect big things. Uh, yeah, I do. 20 years' time. 
21 years. T- no, World Cup will be every six months by the time. He'll <laughs> <laughs> have loads of opportunities. He'll have a good shout. Yeah. The World Cup conference is coming to England. Yeah, never stops. Never stops indeed, yeah. Um, gentlemen, enough of the personal nonsense. Uh, let's get down to the real business, of course, football. Last night there was uh, some encounters of, uh, of a conference kind. Spurs 3, Vitesse 2. I think Michael Cox, it was on Twitter, uh, said that this could be the biggest game in the Europa Conference League's history thus far. To be fair, if every game is going to be like this, it's going to be better than the Champions League. I think he was more talking about the clubs and the histories of those clubs. Yes, (laughs) quite. (laughs) Which is uh, a damning indictment on the competition, you could say. But, Jim, when it's this good, we don't mind it at all. It was fantastic. It had so much going on in it. I really enjoyed Christian Romero not understanding that he'd been sent (laughs) off because he just missed it. (laughs) Surely, like, the referee Mm. saw him not see. Yeah. I know it may be a bit embarrassing to tap him on the shoulder and go, by the way, red. Yeah. <laughs> Is he technically then giving him two red cards? I don't know how it works. Yeah, he sort of needs to explain the red card to me. You do need to go. Yeah, you can't come back on. Yeah, this is not up for debate. You can't appeal this now. Yeah, it, okay. it, did, it did feel a little bit like they were workshopping. Well, we've got some ideas about football. It's going to be fucking mental, but we know we can't do that on the weekend when people are watching. It's like, a, <laughs> like a, maybe a comedian's like pre-Edinburgh run. Yeah. Like, right, I'll just, we'll just try anything here. It's new material <laughs> night. Yeah, yeah, actually, maybe they sh- we should have a system where they can appeal it right there. You have like a, a panel sat, like judges mm-hmm. on the side of the pitch. And they like, go, you know, be- I think that was actually... I know VARs are oh, meant Jim, to Jim, how many that. more things do you want there? I want, I want to see the VAR. <laughs> I want them to be in the stadium. The dubious red the elements. Panel. We want to see them watching it, making the decisions. But maybe, things. you know, we always talk about how modern day club football is taking stuff away from the community if we if if we have gym system mm. but with like town elders <laughs> now you're talking yeah. yeah like you know bring back the people who uh-huh. used to kill witch i mean they're probably dead as well aren't they yeah but Depends find some new ones goes, isn't it? yeah that's true yeah yeah <laughs> or some sort of x-factor panel so you can press if you thought it was a red card yeah so you can turn around oh that's a different channel no, that's, isn't it? The, that's voice. the voice yeah, yeah. <laughs> Turn around. I didn't see it, mate. Face yeah. the man. What are you talking about? <laughs> I saw it. Around <laughs> you go. Well, of course, uh, Antonio Conte was in the dugout for his first game in charge. He said after the game, didn't he, that um, he said, I don't like this type of game. Usually it's, it's a bit crazy. Um, mm. A crazy game. I don't like these types of games. It means anything can happen. As a man who likes control, he would have perhaps been horrified uh, at parts <laughs> of what he saw. But then he did sort of say that, you know, he'd only been given, what, ten, <clears throat> excuse me, 10 minutes, was it, to work with the players because yeah. the, the permit was delayed. And, 10 uh, minutes. <clears throat> I mean, that's, yeah, it's not well, enough, is it? It, it really <laughs> wasn't, especially when he's implementing his favoured back three. Yeah. Which I thought was quite a bold thing to go with straight off the bat. He's like, no, these are my yeah. uh, ideals. This is what I like to do. You're going to do it whether you're well drilled in that or not. Um, but they won the game, though, Jim. They did. Just about. I mean, Son and Lucas Moura in particular were full of energy. I mean, you're always going to get that from Son. Obviously, there's mm-hmm. never been any... There's not really been a dip in his quality at all, is there, is there throughout all of the kind no. of chaos at Spurs? Um, but Moura in particular, he is one of those players where when he's on Son, you think, God, they've got a real player on their hands here. And if, like... Mm. Moura's on Son. Qu- okay. It's, okay. Uh, yeah. Wicked whisper. It's quite... <laughs> it's quite um, it's exciting to watch those players like re-energize themselves yeah. and find find their level. But then obviously, perhaps this was changing the system. You got the sort of slightly chaotic energy at the back as well. It's like you got you got all of Spurs at once last night. New I manager think. bounce for the first thirty minutes. Well, maybe yeah, <laughs> maybe does it wear off that quickly these days? Well, yeah, they I guess have... the more managers change, the the shorter that window becomes. Maybe they were excited at working with a big hitter like Conte, and then they remember, oh yeah, when we say he's a big hitter. That actually does strike fear <laughs> yes. into us, and maybe they yeah. just sort of went into their shell a bit and if just sort of hung we, on. If we don't do what he says, he prefers to kill us. <laughs> so. Well, I imagine if you've only got 10 minutes, then 
he probably thought, well, I've just got to scare the shit out of them, haven't I? How many of those 10 minutes do you think he dedicated to pushing Harry Kane up against the wall going, right, performances out of you? I think, I think he just walked up to them and stood in front of the table and just emptied his pockets of pocket knife, <laughs> switchblade, <laughs> and the final 10 minutes he was like, right. Yeah, yeah. And like, go get them. Three, four, three. Any questions? <laughs> something in there where you don't know what it is. Yes. Yeah. Like, you right. know, it's it's clearly some sort of weapon. Mm. A you kazoo. can't work out what it does. <laughs> You're like, what's he going to do with that? <laughs> yeah. Why has he pulled out last? Oh, yeah. Did you see that he shared a good luck message on Instagram, uh, Antonio Conte? There was a photo of him holding a Tottenham shirt, but it had an Arsenal chant playing over I the top of it, Jim. Yeah, it's like when Spurs announced his arrival in Spanish. Like, yeah. There's a lot, of, um, a lot of that's happened already, isn't it? <laughs> You're enjoying that, aren't you? I'm wary of it. It oh. seems too clownish and Conte seems too good. Mm. I am going to I'm not going to take the piss out of Spurs in advance because um <laughs> that will that I will simply have to deal with the consequences of my actions. Yes. Uh, which I absolutely hate. Yeah. To be honest. It's not served you well that. Yeah, no. as someone who's who is now a functioning godfather, I should say, you should <laughs> really look after yourself. Yeah. And, um God, I've really got to up my standards now. You yeah. do. do you think, so different from how it was a week ago. Do you think Conte knew what the Europa Conference League was before he took charge? Did he, uh, do you really he thought like, it was a friendly? Yeah, maybe, maybe he was like, it's a lot are, of people you in, here? are you in European competition? Yeah, what are you in? The Europa, you know, <laughs> yeah. Europa. Okay, the That'll Europa. do. Yeah, fine. Uh, Don't show him the branding. <laughs> the music's the same. Don't show him yeah. the branding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was he close to winning the Europa League with Inter, and he thinks he's got unfinished business. <laughs> yeah. But actually, this is a whole new business <laughs> venture, Antonio. If you're unaware. Oh dear. Weirdly, he really reminds me of John Wick. I think. Oh, he's like, I see if, that. If, if, if there was yeah. a John Wick in football, it's contact. The way he wears the suit. The I wears think. the suit. Was well, a bit of the hair of... as well. A little bit. Could be. But it's Could also be. the energy, isn't it? The sort yeah. of like, whoa, something's going to happen. Well, the energy, yeah. is a, the energy is an interesting thing because people who were at the game yesterday, and I know it's very easy for people to take conclusions from one game. And as a journalist, that's literally, I get paid to do that. God journalist. But, no. yeah, yeah, God journalist. Yeah. I thought I saw church the other week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just try, a, review of, a review of the sermon. What was it? <laughs> minute by minute. Should we transcribe the tablet when it comes down? Or? <laughs> but the... Um, but the one thing that was noticeable yesterday, mm. off the back of not just Nuno but Mourinho as well, is how energetic he is on the touchline. Mm. Yeah, and it really, you know people were saying who were covering the game because the press box is right behind the Spurs dugout. They were like he he was coaching them from the side. Yeah, and I think a lot of times when you watch Spurs, or I suppose when you watch any team, you know you get that crowd noise of frustration when they pass it along the back, and mm. the crowd almost try and encourage them forward by yeah. calling them <laughs> fucking wankers. <laughs> Now you have one man yeah. who's who's got a good projecting voice doing right. that, who's very angry as well, yeah. um, and it obviously comes from a you know a more knowledgeable source. Um, and I and I wonder if that is going to have a, a bigger effect on uh-huh. on Spurs than what we've seen over the last few years. Oh, Has yeah. he got that much of a roar that the centre halves are going? Oh, the crowd are getting. No, that's just the manager. Yeah, that's yeah. just him, isn't it? Yeah, that's not the that's not because you look over and you see him shouting, don't yeah. you? He's yeah, quite. Yeah. He's so visceral in oh, everything absolutely. he does. And also, we've we've seen like their running stats and stuff. They need a rocket. Yeah. This this team's better than that. The players are better than that. And like, mm. yeah, it's going to be a completely different story now. I think. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it will be very very interesting indeed. Um, you mentioned uh, Jose. Mourinho uh, there, his Roma side drew uh, with Bodo, glimped uh, of course, um, but Mourinho started talking about uh, 
the, the, the new appointment of Spurs manager, of course. Why he did, I don't know. Maybe he was asked the question, although he doesn't usually need an invite for such things. And Mourinho said, I think Conte is a good coach, but Nuno is a very good coach. He did a fantastic job at Wolves for four to five years, not one year or a few months. Tottenham have a very good coach now, but they had that with Nuno. Yeah, see, <laughs> I mean, we, we'll they're like what Steve's this is though. about. Nuno, you know, Nuno was part of Mourinho's coaching staff and part of his oh, Porto he, he team, wasn't he? played under him as well. Wasn't yeah, he a su- course, sub-goalkeeper yeah. for Porto? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but I, I feel like we'll, we'll understand what this is about in about three months. Yes. You know, this is a dig at, like, well, when Neil Warnock of... somehow. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant, like, them sort of, you know, some secrets act or whatever that's released. <laughs> we'll find out what it is. Could I, um, could I bring up um, what Conte said about Mourinho in 2018? Please. Just as a bit of a blowback. <laughs> I've, I totally forgot about this, but yeah. it is amazing. You know you are a little man, a little man. You don't know very well what is the situation, but I know him very well in the past. In the past, he was a little man in many circumstances, is a little man in the present, and for sure he will be a little man in the future. Oh, that is amazing. That's John Wick right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that is quite terrifying. Yeah. That's not chippy. That's very calculated. That is, as he's saying that, the cogs are going, you're thinking... What sort of a plan is he hatching? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, Mourinho, um, his side drew, obviously, he gave a very prickly post-match interview um, last night, saying, I don't know if they get referees who are poor and starting their careers for the Europa <laughs> Conference League. <laughs> and the, and the, the, That's the, a new one. I like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, 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 he's still innovative in a way, uh, but the, the interviewer kept saying to him, well, what did you think of the game? And it was very much the whole, well, what did you think? Or didn't you see? What did you see? Oh, and it was just God, like yeah. and the interview actually held his ground. It's like, well, no, I'm just an interviewer. I'm just doing my job. Perhaps you may want to do yours. No, 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 not having any of that. Oh dear, fun and games, everybody. Fun and games. Of course, uh, Spurs are playing uh, Everton away yeah. on Sunday. Could be a good time for Conte to play Everton. Yeah, I mean Everton. They've lost their last three, haven't they? So they mm. need to they need to get a bit more organised and, and and get something from this game really, which is I th- think going to be really interesting because as we said about. The Spurs players, they're all playing to impress Conte. They're mm-hmm. going to have a, not a huge amount of time, but more than 10 minutes at least to have kind of absorbed <laughs> yeah, his right. methods. So I think this could be this could be a banger. Yeah, I know it's been talked about on this pod and, and elsewhere, but I, I think it's a fantastic appointment. Mm. Conte. Mm, I, really just, I, I know it's the painfully obvious thing to say, but I just wanted to say that because I can't believe they've got him. Con- yeah. Considering all the bollocks that yeah, happened. It's really good, really good for them, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy for them. Why on earth did another club not go for him? I know, yeah. yeah. It's not like they've missed out on you know previous managers associated with Spurs in the past. So it doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't matter. 18-month contract, though. That's the thing, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing that makes you going... Yeah. Uh, but an 18-month contract in six months' time is a three-year deal, isn't it? Is that how it works? Well? Maybe. Yeah, generally, yeah. I mean, it's, it's bollocks, isn't it? You yeah. Know? Told you I signed a three-year deal in the summer. True. Why am I mentioning him? Yeah, you got the second half of that. <laughs> um, also uh, in Europe last night, uh, West Ham drew 2-2 away to Genk. Another cracking game. Another lovely game it was, Jim. Yeah, they're through to the knockouts, West Ham. Yeah. Good stuff for them. They'll have to wait and see, um, of course, uh, if they can win the group uh, that they're in. Uh, but it was David Moyes' 1,000th game in football management. That draw that uh, saw West Ham go through to the knockouts, which is quite wonderful. He said, it's quite hard to believe that I've got there. And it's a moment I'll always remember, an away game in Europe. And the game will always be remembered for when Thomas Suchek scored an own goal. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep, him, keep his feet on the ground. <laughs> As he feels his feet rising, he has to sweep his own feet from beneath him. I love that. See, it's been really interesting reading about um, David Moyes' career. Um, he said, like, after Man United, he was like, right, if I can't manage at that level, 
the very least I can do is get back to where I was with, with Everton. And yes. he's clearly doing that. Yeah. And that's a really rare thing, isn't it? That yeah, a manager's 100%. reputation is knocked down and then they get back to where it was rather than just becoming a bit mm-hmm. of a sort of like journeyman manager, which for for a time David Moyes was in his ferryman years. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 brilliant for him. And it's obviously it's fantastic for West Ham as well. Um yeah, so like they were just so enjoyable to watch last night. Again, Ben Rama. Oh. Knocked me in the keeper twice. Yeah, that was nice. He's a very lovely player, isn't he, Ben Rama? He's sort of very tricky and, and so on. And when he plays like that, it's, it's it's delightful. But I think West Ham have got a lot of good feeling towards them in Europe. And, and in the Premier League, I would say. Obviously, maybe not among Spurs fans, but uh, rivalries um, aside for the neutral. And it is great what they're doing. He yeah. said, Moy said he revealed this week that he feels like crying every time he wins a game. Well, I mean... Tears of joy or just he, he likes the melancholy and he's like, oh, it's good, but I prefer that sinking feeling. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, oh, I just want to watch Garden State. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, the thing, you oh know, my just, God, that girl's amazing. She likes music. <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone else likes the Smith. Yeah, fucking popular band, mate. <laughs> um, the thing about, you know, just to go back to what Jim said about Moyes, I think mm. the other, you know, and, and I suppose it ties into this, you know, feeling like he wants to cry with every win. It must be such a rare, a rare, a rare thing for a manager to refine that kind of peace that mm. Moyes has yes. at Everton, mm-hmm. whereby you're on a high and you don't necessarily have to worry about so many external factors that can yeah. can ruin your high. And only so many managers get that. Yeah. And once, you know, once a manager has lost it, they mm. lose it forever. I think we've... For various different reasons, we see it with, you know, Eddie Howe's at the top of my head because we're about to talk about him. But, you know, Eddie Howe at Bournemouth, mm-hmm. you've got, um, you know, I suppose Dyche at Burnley. You had, mm-hmm. you know, before that, Alan Kirbishley at, at Charlton. Oh, blimey, and, going back a few years. Yeah, but like... Wenger at Arsenal. But I suppose it's, it's, no, I don't even, it's I a little different at that yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, because, right, because right. you know, the way we talk about it is like, right, you've got to, got to prove, prove yourself here and there. And totally. Brendan well, Pulis at Stoke could have been another one. Yeah, um, and Brendan Rodgers is weirdly coming out the well, other side was, of that, isn't yes, he? Yes, Whereby yes. it's like, right, what else have you got for us? Yeah. And, and Moyes had that Man United probably too early, mm-hmm. failed... It, it, it's you know, tricky with uh, yeah. No, no, yeah definitely but yeah. like for him to come back and, and just have that self-satisfaction to know that totally you know what I'm not shit yeah and I'm, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not maybe he didn't even think that of himself then mm. but I, th- I think he must have great satisfaction in looking at his team mm-hmm. seeing what he's accomplished and accomplishing yeah. with West Ham and, and feel just a great sense of relief because it's not a job that provides a lot of relief for anyone really no, no. And, and, and also obviously West Ham are a huge club and a passionate fan base and, and all that sort of stuff but the pressure is not the same as it would be, obviously, for, for Manchester United. It's a bit like something Rio Ferdinand said in a playing equivalent, said that he felt that his most enjoyable playing days were actually at Leeds United. Mm. Because he yeah, said, yes, that's a great example. Yeah, because he said yeah. at Manchester United, obviously, you know, he said people were unhappy when he left Leeds, understandably, because, you know, Leeds were, were, were doing good things when he was there. But he said, you know, I think it was pretty vindicated with his trophy yeah. cabinet, you know, fair enough. But he said at Manchester United, there was pressure to win every week. So I suppose when you have that, it's more of a relief when you win, yeah. in a sense. If yes. you see what I mean. Whereas yeah. at Leeds, he said every win, it was just it was one of it. It was it was fantastic, and it was a good young side as well. And um, and the expectation grew as the team grew. If you see what I mean, and, and it gave you time to breathe. And and Moyes, you know, if they do finish say in the top six this season, the expectation will be there yeah. next season. That that's understandable. But again, it's a, you, you would think it would be more of that that he's he's if you like in control of that growth. If you see what I mean. A bit more uh, than he would be at, say, Manchester United, you know. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, and and also he's doing it with a group of players who he's been working with for the last few years, who yeah. are also 
probably feeling what he feels, thinking, well, this is brilliant. Mm. You know, all those players have come <clears> into <throat> situations. They've not like dropped down from various situations. They've, they, they were at the club when he took over and he's brought them all forward. And it's, um, yeah, it's a remarkable thing. It very much is. It very much is. Uh, of course, they are hosting Liverpool. And it's about to come crashing down. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. It's, a, it's an interesting one, this, it though, is. isn't it? Because they're both in such good form. And obviously, West Ham, they're probably getting quite comfortable in the, in, in the positions at the top of the table. They want to stay there. Mm. But this is, this is what it's like, isn't it? Well, Brighton showed the uh, showed the people of the Premier League that uh, otherwise known as uh, the teams of the Premier League that, that, that you can get at Liverpool. You I, 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 th- I think I think West Ham, you know, with the way they're so relentless up top, West Ham that is. Mm. Um, I, I think they they could have something there because, you know, obviously they Liverpool papped Manchester United, but United still had, you know, had some joy in Liverpool. In, sorry, in United's final third, you know, yeah. with Liverpool's back line because their midfield was a bit distorted. And we saw with Brighton last week that they cut through them pretty easily. And obviously, Brighton, Brighton, are, you know, a good technical team, but that's always the, the, the biggest problem for West Ham is what do you do with Jota, Mane, and Salah? Yeah, yeah, they they do have a few players going forward, don't they? Yeah. When you put it like that, well, yeah, intriguing game. We look forward to that one uh, on Saturday. Brighton versus Newcastle, and uh, Newcastle apparently have agreed a deal in principle for Eddie Howe to become their next manager. If that does go through, the contract will run until 2024. Now, we're reluctant to kind of uh, pin our Eddie Howe to the mast here because you know, we saw what happened with Celtic when yeah. uh, that looked as signed, sealed and delivered, but it uh, didn't quite happen. So, I don't know, we'd look forward to, you know, after the show Zidane being announced or yeah, something like gonna that. Yeah, it's going to happen here. <clears throat> yeah, Why but, is Eddie Howe doing this? Does he just need a little bit of time to work on himself? Is that, is that what he's saying? Yeah, maybe. Not ready to settle down. <laughs> I don't know, Joe. Just not looking to get into a managerial role at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, apparently he interviewed better than Unai Emery um, because he gave details and a specific plan for escaping relegation. I am stroking my chin. Yeah. No, you didn't want him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it Unai we Emery? Him, we didn't want him anyway. Unai Emery just kept talking about winning the Europa League. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, no, no, you need to escape relegation. So, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, it, I think Eddie Howe, do you think it would be a good fit, Jim? I do think it'd be a good fit because, right, I know they're very different situations, but if you look back at Bournemouth, mm. he, he was allowed to build something there, right? And obviously he, he built it from the ground up. It's very, very different. Mm-hmm. That is essentially what he's being asked to do at Newcastle on a much bigger budget. And obviously no one here is thinking that if, if Newcastle eventually get themselves to the, 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 you know, the position that Man City, for example, are in, that mm-hmm. Eddie Howe will still be there. Very, very unlikely. But what the ceiling on how, he, how far he can take them mm-hmm. is, is really up to him, isn't it? That's yeah. his challenge. So yeah. he, he, he's got a proven record of being able to work with a project where he can build and that is exactly what he's, he's been asked to do here on a much bigger scale. Essentially, it's just down to whether they give him time and he'll, be, he'll have money to spend in January, won't he? It'll be difficult to get like, you know, there's talk of Philippe Coutinho coming in or loan or whatever. <laughs> well, we Bar- the, the line in, in the press was Barcelona are ready to accept a January loan offer for Newcastle uh, right. from Newcastle. Come and get him, even, even they are in on this. Yeah. Because everyone's been saying, surely Coutinho's odds on to go there. Barcelona go, yeah, well, we're ready. Yeah, yeah. Just need Newcastle to pick up. Someone wants to give us money. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll we, we, we drop him off. We will drop brilliant. him off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, yeah, we'll take Bitcoin. We'll take Dogecoin, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, um, so I, I think obviously they're going to they're gonna be have to be quite sensible with who they sign, aren't they? Yeah. Like, they're going to have to acquit themselves for a relegation battle and be realistic about their targets. But I don't see why they won't be able to do that. So, yeah. Do you think with Eddie Howe, though, do you think it was just, like, the, the owners were just like, who do we, f-? and then Callum Wilson was like, who are you on the phone to? Oh, Eddie Howe. Oh, could you 
ask him to come in because there's a few players he's he's managed at Newcastle already. Ryan Fraser, Ryan yeah. Fraser, yeah. another one. Matt Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. The um, it reminds me of that. It reminds me of that Andy Carroll um, TikTok video where he's like, "Why do you need to go to Bournemouth when you can bring Bournemouth to you?" And he turns the camera around and he's with Callum Wilson and Matt Ritchie <laughs> <laughs> or Ryan Fraser, I think. Yeah, the um. The Eddie Howe thing, though, I think you know, I think it'd be a good fit. I just still think that they need someone in charge of their football operation above him. Given that, if you look at how the search for a new manager has panned out, and some of the noises that have come out, you know, since the takeover was confirmed, and since they got their feet under the table, it's been a bit more. I suppose it's been a bit more frenetic than it should have been, yeah. and I wonder as well. You know, Eddie Howe. Very good man manager, very good at coming up with a system as he did at Bournemouth. Perhaps not the greatest in the transfer market. I'm thinking specifically about the outlays for Jordan Ibe and Dominic Solanke. Yeah. And yeah, but they were the, promising young players. No, they, they were, they were. That, that's perhaps a bit unfair. But I also think in terms of... Why are you being unfair to New, Newcastle's ambitions aren't necessarily going to be governed by Howe's transfer dealings. They're going to be governed by someone else who has a better idea of what the yeah. owners want. So I, I imagine that will come into play sooner rather than later, yeah. Yeah. Why Why is it, Jim, that with Eddie Howe, we have to say both names? We can never just call him Howe. Yeah, it's true. Is it because Howe's already a word? Yes. <laughs> How are the lads? That's Solly, hey! Ma- Solly March. Yeah. How are the lads? Yeah. They're the scarves. Like referee Lee Mason. Yeah. Yeah. Mason. Kate Mason. Yeah. All of those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the Masons. Um, Sam Allardyce said yesterday that there's no better place for Frank Lampard than Newcastle. Okay, but like... Is he organising like... a stag, dude? <laughs> <laughs> but it's weird, though. Eddie Howe is like the proven manager who is young, yeah. and Frank Lampard is the more Newcastle manager who is young, in that, like, a bit more uncertain, yep. glittering playing career. Mm. Like, it's that Family Guy skit, isn't it? Like, Eddie Howe <laughs> is the speedboat. And Frank Lampard is the mystery box that could also be a speedboat. Yeah. I see what you mean. So, well, Allardyce said about Lampard, he's rested. Yeah. Having worked tirelessly for so long. I think it is easy to say that, like, Allardyce what? has just nominated a new boy in the jobs for the boys club. Uh-huh. But I think... He's not, not wrong, is he? No, I, I, it's not I, the worst. No, I thought it. I thought it. Lampard might be um, mentioned. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, it's a good profile raiser, isn't it? Well, it's globally, I mean, as well. Yeah. Well, let, let me uh, let me finish the quote. He's gained the experience at Derby and Chelsea. It would be nice to see a British manager take charge. Anyway, <laughs> British jobs for British managers, Jim. Well, he, he's On got his Saudi wish. money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boris Johnson's dream. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, look, if Eddie Howe goes there, then Sam Allardyce is happy, presumably. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's what this is all about. It's Howdy Arabia. <laughs> the last one I've got, and I apologise. <laughs> Lovely. Oh. Lovely. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more European football chat, you know where to go. Get over to Football Ramble Presents for this week's On the Continent with Dot and Andy and David Cartledge, where they discuss Ajax's stunning form in Europe and much more. That's all on Football Ramble Presents. Right, let's have a quick break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them, and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. In football, you've worked with and alongside some of the biggest names in the game, some of the biggest coaches you've come up against as well. Who's been your biggest influence in your coaching career? I think myself. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to the Football Rebel Preview Show, sponsored by Betway. All right, it's time for some correspondence. If you've got something for us, showfootballrebel.com. Now we've cleared the, uh, the the email section today for a, for a special announcement, and and I hope this is not too self indulgent, but I suppose in in the context of me on the ramble, it is perhaps the most self indulgent thing <laughs> that possibly could ever happen. This is um, I'll just let the message uh, do the talking, shall I? Hello, Marcus, uh, and uh, this is a message from Sven Eriksson and from Pete Pete Donaldson. Uh, I heard that you're going to have a baby soon, probably next month. I really hope that uh, that will be a great occasion for you and I don't know if it's a first or second or what it is. Anyhow, big congratulations, Marcus, to you and your wife or girlfriend or uh, what it is. Uh, And uh, good luck. Uh, That's a great thing. Take care of yourself. Goodbye. You can really tell how little detail Peter's given in there. Don't know if it's a first wife, girlfriend, whatever it is. What it is. What I love about that is you can see the list that he's got in his head. Yeah. Wife, girlfriend. I, I could go on and on, but I'll leave it there. I feel like he's going through his, uh, right, who do I pay money to now? Wife, girlfriend. Can't mention them. But what it is. Yeah. So there we are. Imagine if, you just, if it's your first, second, third, fourth, <laughs> fifth. Like sixth. me, you've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my giddy dad. 
<laughs> there we are, everybody. So I thought that was uh, that was worth it. Um, so yes, <laughs> emails will be back on Monday. Show at footballramble.com. I bet Pete forgot he asked him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he blatantly forgot he asked him. Yeah. Oh dear. Right, everybody. The England squad has been announced for the games against Albania and San Marino in the next uh, international break. Of course, Ben Chilwell's back. For his goals, yeah. if anything, Jim. Yeah. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Jude Bellingham, um, uh, of course. Nice to have Bellas back in there. No room for Jaylings, sadly. Uh, and no room for Jaden Sancho either. Yeah. And it does go to show what competition there are in particular places uh, in that England side. I mean, Sancho, this is, this is the thing with Southgate talks about, you know, if you're not playing or you're not on form, unless you're maybe certain players uh, that we really, really need, uh, this is this is what's going to happen. And he, perhaps a little nudge for Sancho. I mean, obviously, he can't pick himself for Manchester United, but he's not been great. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a nudge. I think he just compounds what has been a miserable start to his season. Mm. I think, um, you know, Luke's spoken often about the Cristiano Ronaldo effect, I suppose the detrimental effect on Manchester United, and it's felt mostly by, by Jadon Sancho because of the mm. way United have to play, and he's absolutely right. Um, and it is a huge shame. I, I can't remember who it was, but um, was it, there was a Dortmund executive who said that mm. one of the motivations behind Sancho's move was that he wanted to feel a bit fit, a bit what well, fit in better with England. I don't think that's necessarily true, given that during the Euros there were so many calls for Sancho to start. Yeah, you know? but <laughs> it's had exactly the opposite effect. Really, yeah, that's hasn't right. It? And it's yeah, it's genuinely really sad to see, and also not least because. He's someone who who took the gamble to go out, mm. go over to Germany, and in the process of doing that, really kind of resurrected himself. Not resurrected himself, sorry. He had a phenomenal to say, time, but you had a yeah. phenomenal time, and then became someone who we were like, we're overlooking this guy. He has mm. to start for England, and now for him to completely drop off mm-hmm. is quite worrying. But also, I suppose you know Southgate is one of those managers who really does have a feel for everyone beyond the squad. So I imagine, I don't know this for sure. Um, I imagine it would have. You know, dropping would have come with a message of, look, you're not playing, yeah. but we know how good you are. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just focus on that. Well, but, Kieran Tripp has been dropped. Yeah. Kieran Tripp has not set up the, the goal in the final. Do you yeah, know what I mean? He absolutely. started the final because of um, the system that Southgate plays. a crucial play. He started yeah. the first opening game, started against Germany, did he as well? You know, started a number of games. So it's really hard yeah. to drop players out of this squad. We've seen, a, it's like looking at the squad, it's like, oh, it doesn't actually seem. There's nothing in there that seems that controversial. And then you think about some of the players that mm. miss, miss that. It's like, oh, bloody hell, Sancho's not in there. And um, there's a lot of calls for Emil Smith-Rowe and Conor Gallagher to get call-ups. Yes. Not unreasonably. Also for Callum Wilson to come back in because of his form. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can only pick two. Well, exactly. This, this is it. This is it. And I think, like, I would. it would have been nice to maybe see literally just one new player get a go to meet up with these squads, especially given the opposition. I know that England realistically need four points from this game, but I think they can realistically get six points from these games. Like, To be, to be honest, know, I think even three might be. In, do you know what I mean? If yeah. it went to a straight shootout on goal difference and you've got San Marino the last game, yeah. you know, England should qualify. I mean, there's... Of course. You know, but obviously he can't view it like that, can he? he no, you've got to get over the line. But, but when people say something like, say, Emile Smith-Rowe, for example... It's kind of like, well, you know, that, that, that type of player. Well, yeah, but, but Jude Bellingham's come back into the side. Yeah. He wasn't there the previous time. Bellingham's been playing Champions League football regularly. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I know they're different players and yeah. they would occupy a slightly different space. But it just shows you the balancing act. You know, Mason Greenwood, that's, that's uh, you know, topic of conversation there. You know, he's asked not to be considered <laughs> for selection uh, because he wants to concentrate on establishing himself at Manchester United. Well, in a weird way, sort of done Southgate a favour there. Yeah, because it's one less... 
name to kind of be banded around saying, oh, he doesn't pick this player. But what did you think of that, Fish, saying that he didn't want to be picked? Because Bellingham said that as well in the last international break. I, I, th- I think it's, um, you know, I think it shows two things. One, just how much of a club setup it is at England yep. under yeah. Southgate. Um, and I also think it shows, it, it's basically the luxury of depth, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also having these young, talented players who you can either put into the under-21s, you know, with a message of, mm-hmm. look, if there was a tournament tomorrow, every chance you'd be in the, you know, in the wider squad. But in terms of playing time, why don't you play for them? Or in San- oh, sorry, in um, Mason Greenwood's case, going over to uh, Manchester United, talking, you know, with the technical director of the FA, with Greenwood and his family as well. You know, that that's a... I'm sure it happens more often in um, you know international football than we realise, but I think that's a very good thing, especially for a young player. I think it's good to have all, the whole family involved in that kind of um, situation, especially you know given the noise around Greenwood constantly because mm. of his talents, really. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't really have a problem with that. I, I think the um, I wonder if Southgate's put himself in a situation where he now has to be really forthcoming with all that kind of information. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. And, and I wonder actually, if you're another player of similar ilk, um, not so much in the Emil Smith road, but I suppose if, you know, if you're, you know, any other young player coming through thinking, oh, can I, can I do that then? Mm, do yeah. I have that luxury? You know, um, that'd be interesting to see. But Smith is an interesting one though, um, because... I was I I thought he was nailed on to to come in. Um, I think you know he's been incredible mm. for Arsenal and, and and been at the root of a lot of the good things that they've done over the last you know, year, I suppose. Um, and then you know Grace Robertson made a great point on Twitter, saying that I think too many she thought too many people view England call ups as like almost like a player of the month award. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I suppose it, it's, she's absolutely right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be viewed as that. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it was strange, especially because I think Smith Rowe plays a bit differently to our other wide players. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he's a bit more, he runs a bit more with the ball mm-hmm. inwards than say like a Grealish. But then I suppose, you know, you've got Foden. He's incredibly yeah. difficult. They're the players he's competing with, essentially. Yeah, exactly. Phil yeah. Foden and Jack Grealish, so... The yeah. Southgate has a way of he wants to play. He wants to make sure that they qualify and so on. He doesn't have a lot of time as well. I think, yeah, I trust Uncle Gareth. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, and there are people making sort of silly claims that like Harry Kane, Harry Maguire, and Raheem Sterling shouldn't be in the squad because they're not, you know, in great form or not playing that much for their. I club. mean, I don't think Harry but Maguire are... should be in the squad. But yeah, do you, do you <laughs> not? No, generally, I, th- I think he's looked pretty ropey and he's he, he's clearly knackered. Yeah, but but I mean, as he, like a sort of an established part of the spine of that team, is that? Are there not certain players within the English squad, even though we all want the squad to be picked on form and stuff? But are there, and there he's are surely some players where it's like it's better to keep the consistency of having them in the squad. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm saying that from, um, I suppose, from a personal point of view, in terms of regarding what I see of him, he doesn't look fit. No. Um, but I suppose, you know, he doesn't have to play him. He can, mm. And Southgate can make that assessment on his own, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I'm quite interested in is um, Jordan Pickford has real competition now from Aaron Ramsdale. He does, yeah. Because often they say about Pickford, who had a great Euros, of course. Um, but his um, distribution was better than, say, someone like Nick Pope. The yeah. way Ramsdale has been playing. It is interesting. Distribution is fantastic. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if he gets a nod in one of the games. Absolutely. They're two quite chaotic individuals yeah. as well. Yeah, and we like that. Yeah, put them in the same room and Absolutely. film yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. We like having two chaotic goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> Will that come back to bite us? <laughs> yeah. Well, he didn't, he didn't in the Euros. He was very no, good. True. He was very good, sometimes disciplined. Um, 
Vish on Saturday at 12.30. Manchester United are going to take on Manchester City. Um, what do you make of this one, eh? I mean, like, do we have to? Yes. Uh, Liverpool yeah. was only like a couple of weeks. Are you saying to... take the three nil? <laughs> don't turn <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. Why, why are you worried about Get this? Get five players sent off. Do you not see how this is going to happen? They got hammered by Liverpool five nil. Then yeah. of course Ronaldo digs them out. They will get a one all draw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what? And, and you know, to, to speak <laughs> sincerely about this, I think the Liverpool game set in motion the setup at Spurs with three it was a wake back. up call it's a wake up call no mate. I mean it's not a wake up call it's a wake up call but we're like four levels deep in inception basically <laughs> yeah we've come out of the snowy bit and now we're in the warehouse mm-hmm. with the guns um and you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, look, Michael Owen said on Wednesday that Jack Grealish doesn't fit like a glove at Manchester City. Does that mean he's going to be man of the match? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think it, 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 he's made a good point, though. It's gone under the radar a little bit, hasn't it? The, mm. the Grealish, he's been good, but like not exceptional. But yeah. he's trying to fit into a new system where you know, he's not necessarily going to have the freedom mm. that he's had at Villa. And also, Jonathan Wilson wrote a really interesting point about the difference between mm. Matt Target running outside Grealish to give him that, mm-hmm. that out ball and Cancelo cutting in, which yes. means that Grealish yeah. is the one actually covering. So it's very, very different. And that's a huge part of, of mm-hmm. where Grealish is effective. So clearly yeah. Pep's got a plan for his skill set that is going to take a little bit of time to mould. Well, interesting you say that because you see the way England play. You often have Mason Mount bombing down the left to support Grealish or Luke Shaw. Well, Shaw did it brilliantly during the yeah. Euros, didn't he? Whenever, yeah. whenever Grealish came on, yeah. and you know, whenever England got a goal, it was because Shaw was running around the outside because Grealish was coming on the inside, yeah. Totally, yeah. But apparently the plan in the summer for Grealish at Manchester City was for him to eventually go into the middle and play. Well, that's what he did against Liverpool. Mm. That's, the, that's the interesting thing, because do you remember around... Maybe it was around this time last year, or maybe closer to Christmas. Do you remember when Kevin De Bruyne started playing as a false knight? Mm. They had that game at... Chelsea at Stamford Bridge <clears throat> against Chelsea at Stamford Bridge where he was incredible mm. and you know when they didn't sign a striker fine then you see Gabriel Jesus playing out wide Grealish playing in the middle against Liverpool obviously he's very unfamiliar with that despite the fact as, as Jim as you said that he's actually been quite good it's mm. just you know people expected a bit bit more from him and, and truthfully a bit more from City mm-hmm. I wondered if De Bruyne why, haven't, why hasn't De Bruyne reprised that role surely you have a bit more you know, a bit more room for that with Grealish in the team because Grealish can then float a bit more. But I suppose, I mean, I, I don't know this for fact, but obviously during the summer, De Bruyne was carrying an injury for Belgium. He played basically on one ankle in that um, quarterfinal against, uh, Italy. against Italy. Missed the start of this season. I wonder if it requires a bit more for him to, to do that role. Possibly. Covering a bit more ground and whatever. But yeah, I... I, I <laughs> You know, there's a lot of talk about whether City need a striker. Do you like? Do you genuinely think Grealish is the right man to be playing through the middle? Because I, I don't really think that of him. I, I'd like to see. I'd like to see him give it a go because Pep Guardiola. We we know how he can mould and shape players, and if he can shape him into, I think he probably wants to try and sort of do something. I don't know. You think of the likes of. David Silver or Bernardo Silva, yeah. you know that sort of type of thing. Maybe kind of mould Grealish into a bit. Yeah, more I hadn't that. really. It sounds like we've we've interpreted that in different ways. Do you think when they say that they mean for him to play as a false nine or for someone to play as almost like a traditional kind of like number ten style? I, th- I think so. I think may- mainly the false nine because I think a lot of the reason they went for Harry Kane is because mm. you know when, with Kane and how he drops back now, he suits their play a bit more than mm. someone who's just going to stand up top. Um, and I think maybe they wanted that with Grealish because they've got so many. Yeah. You know, they're so fluid. Like Mares is, is yeah. you know, a wonderful player who can benefit from having that space in the middle. But yeah, I just like I was just wasn't really sure. But then you know, you mentioned about Guardiola. He's done this with players in the past where 
he sees gifts in them and thinks, actually, you'd be better over here, whether it's Philip Lahm, you know, mm-hmm. defensive midfield or Mascherano mm. in defence or even, you know, Delphi left back. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, he probably knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, sometimes, most of the time he does, but when he doesn't, it's usually reserved for a latter stage of championship, <laughs> uh, which, yeah, we, which we very much enjoy. Um, the midfield battle is crucial, though, in a Manchester derby, Jimmy. It yes. always is. Paul Scholes has insisted, insisted that Paul Pogba will need a babysitter until he's 35. Paul uh, Scholes said he'll still be doing stupid stuff when he's 35. He goes away with the fairies. Mm. He made some interesting points that were a lot less rude within that. Well. <laughs> um, um, about... Um, the experience that Pogba had at Juventus and obviously how good he was. But he made a really good point about the players he had around him. So that was mm-hmm. like Andrea Pirlo, Chiellini, Bonucci, like these huge characters with so much experience mm-hmm. who who were those players around him that, that essentially amazing. weren't McFred, let's be honest, <laughs> yes. um, that allowed him yeah. the platform to essentially be babysat. And totally. That's, you, you're absolutely right. At Juventus, you say, Pirlo, Marchisio, Vidal, who had all the running and all the, all that around him. He yeah. could just go and play. And obviously he wasn't the senior player then. He wasn't Maybe. the senior player, but look at France. He's got Kante next to him. Yeah, yeah. And mm. in the World Cup, it was it was Matuidi in a very sort of defensive, but very solid kind of move to have him there as well. Yeah. I, I think you need to kind of you know have that kind of setup really and that's where you get the best of him he's almost like a luxury player almost yeah I know what you mean but we've you know we've seen him operate really di- diligently when he's like played out on the left and mm-hmm. such and such but obviously you can't do that with Ronaldo coming through the middle <laughs> can <laughs> no, you exactly um, I wonder if he'll play Cavani and, and Ronaldo together again uh-huh. presumably not but you think of the two of them who are going to play against City you'd, you've got to play Cavani yeah. instead of just Ronaldo I think it's a game for Donny van der Beek yeah. I wish it was. Imagine that if he just surprised everybody. Started <laughs> him right in there. He's, you know what? Solskjaer's got a pretty good um, record against Pep Guardiola. Yep. He's won four of eight. It's <laughs> not too it's in all competitions. All. I think that's actually the best win rate of any manager to f- face him five times. Put the contract on the table. <laughs> Manchester United yeah. back. Oh, I, at the wheel. Uh, yeah, DJ. By the way, Donny van der Beek announced that his girlfriend, uh, Estelle Burkamp, Dennis's daughter, is pregnant. How about that? See, you beat him to the punch, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Old news, mate. Uh, but the uh, former Inter and Everton man, Andy van der Meijder, has commented on this saying, congratulations, will the name be Ole Gunnar? <laughs> Pathetic, really, Not isn't that it? Not good, is it? Yeah. Why are you, do- why are you just ruining his moment? For everyone. <laughs> yeah. What a tosser. <laughs> uh, there we are. There we are. Uh, oh, good news, everybody. We've got some Friday night football, Southampton versus Aston Villa. Yeah. That's nice, isn't it? It is. Uh-huh, the Danny Ings derby. Yeah, and he won't be playing in it. <laughs> no, <laughs> sadly not. Sadly not. There, they are, are without Dings and Douglas Lewis and uh, Bertrand Troy. But it should be a nice, interesting yeah. game. Villa are in a funny situation, aren't they? I wonder if it's because obviously they brought in a lot of good players. I think on paper they've got a better squad this season than last season, but it's not really going that way, is it? There seems to be a little bit of disharmony there, yeah. and I wonder if, like, if you've if you've built your team around one player for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, however good the replacements are, just recalibrating that must take ages. Yeah. And it's just, I, I think that's what we're seeing there now. Very true. Very true. Now, everybody, this week it's Safer Gambling Week, which is a cross-industry initiative promoting safer gambling in the UK and Ireland. To find out more about it, Luke sat down with Chad Yeomans from Betway to talk about the scheme and what Betway are doing to support it. Chad, thanks for joining us uh, today in the middle of Safer Gambling Week. Um Tell us a bit more about what Safer Gambling Week actually is. 
Hi, Luke. Yeah, good to be on the podcast. Uh, Safe for Gambling Week is a, a week that happens every year, usually around the first week of November, and it's an industry-wide initiative which is purpose-built for raising awareness of the tools available for those potentially in need of them throughout their gambling times. Um, and I must stress that while it's Safe for Gambling Week, and there is a dedicated week for this to raise awareness, but this message is important and it's something we do all year round. So it's not just about this week. Sure, absolutely. And um, So what is Betway doing specifically to support Safer Gambling Week 2021? Well, apart from being on the show and pushing the message to all your listeners, there's plenty of things that we're doing to tr- try and uh, amplify the message. So when you log on or join the Betway website, you will see a Safer Gambling Week pop-up mentioning there what's happening. And it's, it's offering the, you the chance to take time to think, which is the new campaign from the Betting and Gaming Council, which we'll discuss a little bit later, I'm sure. But there's plenty of things that Betway are really trying to push. And what you'll see throughout the week, or you should have seen throughout the week, is we've done a really cool content piece with West Ham United. And that's, again, encouraging people to take time to think when they're gambling. And if there are, if there are any uh, customers and players who are struggling or potentially might be in need of this, it's all about pushing that message. Also this week, we've got, um, we're changing some of our race titles in our all-weather championship sponsorship. And at Exeter on Tuesday, we changed it. And on Aintree on Saturday, we're changing the race titles to show that we're supporting Safer Gambling Week. And we've also donated LED minutes in the Premier League. So you'll see that around the, the LED perimeter boards in the Premier League this weekend. And we'll also see West Ham wearing Safer Gambling Week warm-up tops against Liverpool at the weekend. And what are some of the tools to use if customers are feeling like they need to take a break? Well, look, there's a wide range of tools, and these are available, as I say, all year around for customers when they're playing with Betway. Whether it's setting up deposit limits, which are, again, really easy to set up and can be set up for any period of time. You can take a break, again, really easy to do, and you can be done from 24 hours up to six weeks. We also offer session reminders as well, which is where a player can have a timer to limit their play. And again, that's all part of the thing if you if you've got players who think they might be doing that they can reach out to our customer care team and they can set that up for you great and the betting and gaming council launched a new safer gambling campaign last week as you've already mentioned take time to think um is there anything else betway's doing um to support that launch yeah, so this happened, this launched on Sunday the 24th of October and the four T's take time to think is a replacement for the previous campaign which is when the fun stops stop. And we we donated the first 30 seconds of the LED around the fixture, around the London Stadium for West Ham versus Spurs, which has got obviously got massive exposure and it had that take time to think. And it's all about pushing that message to, to fans around the world so they know if they've got friends or family who might need to speak out about this, this is what they've got to do. They can take time, have some time to think about it and use some of the tools appropriate for them if they are necessarily needed. Great stuff. Chad, thank you very much for your time today. I appreciate you uh, telling us a bit more about um, Safer Gambling Week. Cheers, Luke. Great to be on. Thanks to Luke and Chad. Uh, To find out more about Safer Gambling Week, just search Safer Gambling Week 2021 online. Do gamble responsibly. For more info, head to begambleaware.org. Right, everybody. It's time for this. It's the algorithm. What do you want me to do? This is why I'm fucked. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Marcus's game, everybody. We're doing managers. We are. That's what we're doing. 
Managers that, are harder. Come on. I think so, yeah. Fire. they're all old, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, every single one of them. All of them. All of them. from Eddie Howe. Yeah, he's not featuring today. <laughs> Maybe when he gets a Newcastle job, he yeah. might do. Yeah. Oh, dear. Right then, come on. Fire in your bollocks, head in the freezer. Okay. <laughs> now, you've had fire in your bollocks. Why have you got kids? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fireball, as Pitbull once said. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> managers, yes. Of course, the only difference between managers and players is uh, international teams do count. Yes. In the count, okay? All right? We're all ready. Yeah. Fine, you know what fine. you're doing? Just do it. Just shut up, all right? <laughs> now, Vish, you're apparently the number one seed. Uh, so, Jim, you get to go first. <laughs> a bit of sledge in there earlier, but I like it. All right, cool. uh, Hit si- me with a manager. A little sister sledge. Hit me with a middle-aged man. <laughs> I think he might be past middle-aged, this one. Managed four teams in his career. Okay. It's George Graham. Okay. George Graham. He... No, I can't say that. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to... I think I can do all four. Really? I think I can. Are we going to have four? We think I think we are. <laughs> we think we are. Okay. Yeah. Can I get a confirmation from yourself, Jim? Yes. Yes. Bloody hell! What a okay. start to Marcus's game. You ready? Yes. Millwall. Arsenal. Spurs. And I think Leeds. That is fantastic yeah, behaviour from Jim Campbell. I've got the advantage of it being an Arsenal man, though, don't I? I didn't. I had no idea about Millwall and the other three. Millwall was the one I thought. You know, absolute. What a start. Straight on the front foot, Jim Campbell there. Love that. Love that. 1-0 to Jim. Okay, Vish, chance for an equaliser. This man has managed five clubs. Sorry, I should say teams. Um, yes, right, okay. Managed five teams. I'm used to Luke's games. He's managed five teams. It's Steve Clark. Oh, five. God. Yeah. Tricky, tricky. Remember, assistant manager doesn't count. Got to be the number one. Shh. Shiver me shit bags. <laughs> Five. That is teams. one of the worst things anyone's ever said yeah. on this show. Why did you say it? That's awful. I'm just trying to distract detract from, from Vish, trying to help him out here. Nappies on the brain. <laughs> oh, I can see his sad little face. Come on. Two. Two? Yeah. Jim, can you do more than two? I guess I'm going to have to, you, aren't I? You're going to have to, I'd say. There was. Does. Um, just temporary managers like interim. Count. Yeah, that, that would count. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so well, interim caretaker. As long as if he's been number one, then that is that counts. I'm going to go three. You're going to go three. It's wrong, but I'm going to go for three. Going to anyway. go three. Vish, can I hear four? No, no, no. Okay. All right, Jim. Three teams that Steve Clark has managed: West Brom, Scotland, and I think he might have very briefly been interim manager at Chelsea. Afraid not. Chelsea son. was my second one. Oh, Jesus <laughs> oh no! Oh, it's one-one. He was caretaker manager at Newcastle United. Wow! Oh, I thought many, I imagined that many moons ago. Yeah, uh, West Bromwich Albion, Reading, Kilmarnock, and Scotland. I had Kilmarnock yeah. in mind as well. Yeah, Idiot. yeah, yeah. Um, right, gentlemen. So that, that they were quite nice. Four four teams, five teams. You know, let's ramp it up a bit. This man has managed. 13 teams. <laughs> Let me add a little bit of spice <laughs> to that. It's Sam Allardyce. Jim okay. to start. Wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, How many have you got? I'm going to go for... Yep. Seven. Seven? That's, I think that's a decent bid. 
It was a decent bid. Vish, can you go higher than seven? Can I can you go higher than seven? As Brucey would say. Go on, what you got? Yeah, I'll do eight. You're going to go eight? Jim, can we have more than eight? <sighs> can you do God, nine? Can I do nine? Can you do nine? Yes, I can. Oh! <laughs> this, this is vintage Marcus's yes. game. Okay. Hang on, Fish, can you do ten? No, I do nine. Bloody hellfire, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, come on. Right, Jim. Nine teams that Big Sam Allardyce has managed. West Bromwich Allardyce. <laughs> Proper name, please. Okay, West Bromwich Albion. Bolton Wanderers. England. Crystal Palace. Sunderland. That's five. Newcastle. Six. West Ham. Seven. Blackburn. Eight. And I think from early in his career, Blackpool. He's done it, ladies yes! and gentlemen. What That's a point. Yeah. What a point. <laughs> Jim Campbell, well played, sir. Well played. Started at Limerick as player manager. Preston North End caretaker manager. Uh, Blackpool, Notts County, Bolton Wanderers, Newcastle United, Blackburn Rovers, West Ham United, Sunderland, England, Crystal Palace, Everton. Of course. Yeah. And West Bromwich Albion. My goodness. 2-1 for Jim Campbell. That was, that was fantastic play. unreal, yeah. Now, um, one could say that that was a warm-up for the next one. How is Allardyce a warm-up? <laughs> a Neil warm-up? Perhaps? Because, warm Jim... Rather? This man has managed 16 teams. What is that? Oh I am delighted to say it's Fenjord Eriksson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gutted that I'm not on the other side of this game because I could do a fair old chunk of these 16 teams. I'm going to go for nine. Nine? Nine. That's big. Yeah, that I'm, is very big. I'm not going near that. All right. Nine teams that Fenjord Eriksson has managed. Vish, far away. England. That's one. Lazio. Two. Sampdoria. Three. Benfica. Four. Roma. Five. Ivory Coast. Six. Man City. Seven. Leicester City. Eight. Notts County. Jim Campbell wins! Oh. oh my God. Did he never take over there in the end? He was never manager. We have a new lineal champion. Yes! It's Jim Campbell. <laughs> yes. Take it. Take it. Take it. <laughs> How about that, everybody? He never managed Notts County. I think he might have been director of football. That was on my right. list. Was it really? You did so well there. So many there I'd forgotten about or yeah. never knew about. Well, oh, Vish, can't believe it. I thought you were there. Thought we were there. Started it. Sven does this. You just get intoxicated by the man yeah. and he just throws you off and suddenly you're nude, you're getting things wrong, but it, it feels so right. He started his career at Degafuz, which I'm surprised neither of you got. Mm. IFK Gothenburg, Benfica, Roma. I was impressed you got Roma. Fiorentina. Uh, he went back to Benfica. Sampdoria, Lazio, England, Manchester City, Mexico, Ivory Coast, Leicester City, Wangzhou, R&F, as we like to call them, Shanghai, SIPG, Shenzhen, and Philippines. They wow. are the clubs. Not the clubs, the teams, sorry, the teams. Oh, Vish. Let's do the last one, eh? Just to, to get a little bit of uh, little bit of pride back on the score sheet, maybe, Vish. Why are you being mean to me? I'm going to be guiding your son through the world. <laughs> Vish is gutted to lose the yeah. crowd. I have Jim, a little bit. Jim Campbell, though, eh? Time for you to showboat a bit here. So. 
Oh, well, let's all calm down, shall we? Let's all calm down with this one. He's managed six teams. It's King Louis van Gaal. <laughs> Come on. Ooh. King Louis, Jim. I mean, you got you can just take a speculative shot here. Just hit one from thirty yards yeah. if you want. You're wearing the crown. Can't the belt has changed hands. Um, six teams. One of them, I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm going to go for four. Going to go for four. Fish, can I hear five from you? Uh, yeah, I'll do five. Go on, Jim. You fancy all six? Do you want a little punt for uh, yourself? No. Now no, you, you're looking. You wanted a four-one win, aren't you? Mm, I'm just trying to see the game out. Yeah. <laughs> Okay then, Vish. For a little consolation, Louis van Gaal, six teams the great man has managed. The Netherlands, Manchester United. Two. Ajax. Three. Barcelona. Four. Is it Alkmaar? Five. Nice. Very well played. Fuck you, I don't need either of your challenges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had Alkmaar in there again. Could have had Bayern Munich as well. I could have had it. I didn't want it. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Didn't want it. But it doesn't matter. It does not matter, everybody, because remember... Jim Campbell wins! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Throwing your paper at me is not going to help matters, is it? Oh, Jim, probably you probably dedicate that to all the dads out there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Uh, yeah. And all the Godfathers, <laughs> all the real Godfathers. All the real Godfathers. I'd like to announce my yeah. resignation from the Godfather of yeah. Spellers. Well, I wouldn't want son. you there. I don't want a loser to be the Godfather <laughs> of my son. So there we are, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble Preview Show, sponsored by Backway. A new Liverpool champion. Is that the first time you've had the belt? Uh, no, it's not the first time. But oh no, it's you been took a long it off. Time you took it off Kate. It. You took yes. it off Kate, didn't you? More satisfying to take it off Vish. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been such a miserable little sod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can scrub off all the graffiti that he's put on there. This isn't the real game. (laughs) This was managers. Vish was here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I prefer not to speak. (laughs) (laughs) There we are. It's been an absolute pleasure, everybody. He was a little man in the past. (laughs) And I'll be a little man in the future. Damn right you will be. Thank you very much, Jim Campbell. You're welcome. Thank you, Vitushna Hantaraja. Genuinely, what a joy to have you back. Congratulations. Thank you, brother. You see, you can do it. Uh, you can be a good man after all. Thank you, everybody. Have a good weekend. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Abroad in Japan is the Stack podcast that brings you a taste of life in Japan. Recently, Chris Broad was joined by NHK contributor and legendary video game streamer Pete for a chat about his life as a TEFL teacher. I'd one time taught a woman who was still pregnant and I had to teach her stomach. What? Yes, and so... Wait, wait, what? She came in, seven months pregnant, and and they were like, no, she wants you just to talk to her stomach. So I was sitting there giving instruction. Very specific. She held her tummy and she said, I think he's getting it. And I thought, oh "Oh, dear God. Just bizarre. Search Abroad in Japan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods. New episodes every Wednesday and Sunday. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. Mm. 